Alright, this is Super Duper Dario Minute. What the fuck's going on, Dario? We have a fucking special guest for the moment. We're not gonna let him take my segment, but it doesn't fucking matter. We got fucking Bruno Berdician in the fucking podcast. He has to speak his piece for about 15, 30 seconds or maybe even fucking more. We'll see. Anyways, we're gonna fucking kick it off to him. Let's see what you got to say, Bruno. There's no video anyways, so it's just all fucking audio. Um, well, first off, I want to kill myself. Uh, secondly, I'm very upset that I won the fight and I'm undefeated still because that that means I'm still employed and I'm just looking to retire and just uh, mooch off my girlfriend for the rest of my life. And uh, thirdly, Simon Keane is my best friend. I love Minecraft and uh, Brian Con Codwell is... Uh, He's the real deal. He, he, he is the real deal. Future Speaking of the champion. real deal, are we having Ryan Ford real deal on the show tonight? Uh, we will not be having Ryan the real deal Ford on the show tonight. He's still in Montreal. We'll wait until he goes back to Edmonton. And then we're going to talk about that fucking piece of shit, Edwin Aguilar. That little Ed piece of... I'm going to... Edwin, if you listen to this fucking show, you better listen to me right now. I'm going to be in Montreal in June. I'm going to slap you right in your fucking mouth. Hey, listen, like I said, we commented about it off air. I knew that Ford was going to make a comment when he was back in Canada, not on his fight week. But that'll probably be a Thursday segment. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm fucking ready for that episode. I can already tell Monster Jim might have a little. Maybe that's why Ford isn't going straight back to Edmonton. He's got to cause a little drama in Montreal first. I, I would agree with that. But I have another, I have a question for Bruno. Because because my uh, my young nephew sent you a message and he wanted to know how you got hot, such a hot girlfriend. You know what? I I honestly have no fucking clue because I look at myself in the mirror every day and I'm like I'm fucking hideous. I'm not funny. I got a stutter, and it's just like what, what what did I do to deserve this? And I just think it's hypnosis. You know, that's about it. Hey, I gotta respect that. At least you didn't use roofies. Eh, you know what? That's that's the second option, you know. But I just decided to wing the clock in her fucking eyes, and I was like, "Hey, on three, you're my bitch, okay?" And then yeah, but that works. Now uh -huh. you have been fantastic on Facebook as of late with a with a few of these comments and uh, posts. I, Dario, what was the fucking one you made last week that I died laughing for like half an hour? I there was a couple we made. Was it the SpongeBob one where he said he was driving downtown? No. No, it was um, there was a couple. Do you remember, Bruno, what you made? You made a couple well, fucked I up posts. Well, I made one where, where where the guy was smoking with his feet. No, how about the one where uh, our neighbors? He asked if uh, our neighbors could stop beating the shit out of his wife oh, because yeah. he was trying to that sleep at one. the apartment. That was a good one too. That, that was, was a good. One. Bruno's been funny ever since he got a girlfriend and he has to. He don't need to impress girls anymore. Um, so you know he's he's focusing more on his humor, which I gotta say is not that bad for a boring boring motherfucker like him. But uh, honestly, and he's been fucking active in fighting. Honestly, this kid literally just does not need us. But uh, rumor is if he's going to be here on the 31st, he will be part of Simon King's crew. Yes, I to, have to. Uh, watch Adam Braidwood's fight because Simon King threatened that he's going to bring some boys with him. Uh, are we leaving Braidwood alone? Like what's going on? Who's his backup this weekend? Well, we're just going to send in Manny Montreal, obviously, with that fucking hairdo. Um, you'll be there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sure I'll be there. I'm not due to fucking. I'm not fucking off to Florida just yet. Uh, we'll see what happens. Bruno's not done sniffing his girlfriend's asshole, so he might be here, but he'll be definitely be on the other side. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be a busy week. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for Ford's uh, input on the whole situation. Edwin, listen, man, 
I'm going to remain neutral on this, but you're on your own. I don't think anybody's got your back in this case. Bruno, this was the post. I'm so loyal that I don't even watch porn with girls in it. Hashtag not a cheater. <laughs> I was just bored. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck with everybody. Just like a month ago, I, I faked that I um, engaged my girlfriend and everything, and oh, my we... fucking parents called me saying, is there something you would like to tell us? I said, uh, Tanner, I, we've already and covered, I love you. We've already covered but the yeah. fucking finger thing with the whole hand. Yeah, so you don't like the, yeah we, well, uh, my parents, yeah, they, 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 they were about to beat the shit out of me because they thought that I faked an engagement. And uh, yeah, so, but yeah. And then, then there was another one. Four days till weigh-ins, three pounds away, A&W it is then. That actually happened, yeah. That actually, <laughs> I, I had the Buddy Burgers, two of them, so... So, yeah, pretty good. I, I can't lie. I'm starting to warm up to Bruno a little bit. I might be a closet fan. <laughs> Just a closet fan. Listen, are we going to make this call any more awkward if we bring Luke in this? Could you imagine how awkward they're going to be? I guarantee Luke and Bruno hit it off right away. I think we should. They're going to sit there and stare at each other, but Luke always wants to be fucking <laughs> absent all the time in the beginning of the Super Duper Mario Minute. I think we should add Luke in, and I'm going to add him in right now. Oh my god. We're right. gonna we're gonna fuck. see we're gonna see what the fuck happens. Cause we've got a moose, we've got Bruno. This is Pretend I'm not here first. Okay, okay, we're 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 not gonna show yet. We're... There he is, the I dude. see you, fucker. He... Well fuck <laughs> talking bad about me. No. Nice outfit. Was he on audio the entire time, Tanner? No. I just added him in right now. Okay, Tanner. I mean, Luke. What's going on, Mr. Luke? How are you? Oh, was, don't, don't even start with me on that. How's it going? Nothing, man. Uh, listen, I, I, we got a bit of a what surprise. Is that? It's a moose, man. Can you stop talking? Okay, I'm ripping off the fucking headphones. What are you doing, Tanner? Oh, fucking Luke? What do you? What the fuck's your problem? Who the fuck's beside you? Who's beside me? Who do you think is beside me? Bruno! Oh my God! No! Surprise, cocksucker! What's up? <laughs> uh. What's up, man? We got uh, Team Keegan in the house, man. Yes, sir. Uh, finally, you know what? I've been I've been dying to talk to you because there's finally somebody in combat sports with a worse looking nose than me. It's no, awesome. That's me with the ear too. My ears uh, fucked up as well. I did. Are, uh, you did make a post the other day, Bruno, and I kind of had to roast you on there. I said your nose was on the side of your face, and it was. You, yeah, it was. Then Manny, you know, he tried to, you know, defend me and everything, and I and I just said, "Hey, Manny, just stop. It's okay." He's trying I'm to ugly, be. It's all right. He's trying to be chivalrous, man. It's yeah. Dead. We already know what Bruno looks like. It's no, a hammered I'm, shit. I'm, yeah, I know. That's what it is. Bag of smashed dicks. I'm cool with it. <laughs> that was funny. Oh. Yeah, what's with the what's with the moose costume though? Oh yeah, please. Yeah. Listen, man, I know this is a super duper Dario minute, man. But you have this fucking guest, and you want to judge my moose for the viewers, for the listeners listening in, tuning in. I have a fucking moose costume, and that's that's my costume of the week. When I get back to Florida, I'm gonna have a new fucking costume. I'm gonna try and work for that. Uh, so. You know, maybe I'll have a Super Mario. Mario used to wear a squirrel outfit, or was it a? It was a fox, something like that. So I'm not quite in the whole groove yet. But just let me do. It's been a long weekend, okay? The bet was if Bruno won his fight, I would have to wear a moose costume to the spot. Hey, there, that's why I was asking, what's up with it? I wasn't making fun of it. That explains it. Yes, God. It's, not, it's not been a great weekend, man. I haven't gotten any sleep. Uh, I've been a little bit more depressed than I already am. But uh, the good thing is. 
Tanner came out with some new lines, man. It looks good on him. It looks fucking terrific. Honestly, I'm 100% with it. Yeah. Well, I do like the the blue and silver. We are going to start t-shirts here probably in a couple weeks. And there's another announcement I need to make on here today is that next week, the Spice of Life podcast and the Super Duper Dario Minute and 10 Minutes with the Boogeyman will be moving to YouTube. Yes! Mm. Finally! A new outlet! Holy we, shit. We will shit have for today. So, so he kind of recorded his moose out for today. <laughs> Luke, Tanner's talking. Tanner, finish. <laughs> we will have the video too. So everybody will be able to keep up with like my facial expressions, Luke's dumb face, and Dario's costumes. And if Bruno fucking shows up again, he can show his ugly mug on here too. Yeah, there we Bruno go. will probably be back around April anyways. You'll probably catch him in Florida. This is going to be fucking awesome. I don't care how hot yeah. it's going to be next month. I'm wearing this fucking suit every time, dude. Every Tuesday, you guys can catch me with the moose outfit, man. Moose minute. Speaking of t-shirts, though, stand up, Tanner. I know the viewers can't see it, but, like, what is that? That's a new That's a new Boogeyman shirt. So I, we got red and black. So we've got the stage boxing on the back. Ooh. Boogeyman on the front. I like that. I like the black and red. That that looks dope. That one's ill. So yeah, we got we got clothing coming out. We're gonna come out with a a line of tidy whities for the Duke here pretty soon. <laughs> Says watch your dick on the front. Everybody that pulls up on his driveway that he's not recognizable to, he's just gonna <laughs> pull up in his fucking tidy whities. Excuse me, do I have visitors today? Who's in my? I can see through my window. So, Dario, yeah. Dario, I texted Luke, and I said, okay, we're doing, doing the Super Duper Dario Minute here in five minutes. Can you come on? And he's like, so fuck. Tanner, I was having sex, bro. I'll give you a fucking couple I minutes. didn't say that. I didn't, didn't say that. that. I did not say that. Oh, it, it's fucking it's way better than that. <laughs> so, so, Luke calls me. He's like, yeah, fuck, why do you got to call me in f- like five minutes before the show? I'm dirty. I'm covered in semen like he was jerking off a bunch of dudes. Like- <laughs> oh, You're a sick God. fuck. You know that, man? Didn't you see Instagram I, I, today, you, Tanner? You are a cursed person. That is terrible, man. Didn't you see Instagram? No, I didn't see Instagram, man. I, I know you saw the one. Let's see, Tanner. saw the Steve one. Oh, did you see the other one? He's well, probably he jerking off a dude. No, he didn't see it yet. I'm surprised you didn't look at the next picture, Tanner, after the Steve one. Okay. Oh, well. Listen, it's not real fucking high on my priority list to watch the Duke's fucking boring Instagram feed about making kombucha, moving his bed out from the wall and vacuuming it and pretending he had sex 22 times in one day. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Like, if you do something interesting, call me and tell me. No <laughs> well, he pretty much is. I'm oh, sorry, Tanner. Let me fix the bed, dude. Sorry, I was having intercourse All right. again. Let's let's talk to Bruno for a couple minutes about yeah. his fight because he did have a good fight. Unfortunately, he didn't starch the guy this time. He had to go the distance. Yeah, that's about it. Fuck happened. Uh, well, the cocksucker had the biggest head that, that I ever seen, and it was fucking hard. But his body was, you know. Uh, chunky and whatever and and i wanted to touch him up to, to the body and everything but i didn't want to force anything you know with like the last guy you know i really uh just upset him to the body and then he dropped the hands and i was able you know I'm, i i was uh, able to catch him on top but this guy was really durable and he had a big fucking head and um 
and yeah, but I but I just didn't want to force anything, you know. And like I know that that I rocked him in like the third round and everything, and uh, I just didn't want to force it. God, you're wearing you're eating yogurt. <laughs> It's so distracting. Guys, this YouTube idea is going to be so oh fucking fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. It's my fucking time now. Relax. My bad. My bad. Anyway, so, so, yeah. Went the distance. That's about it, okay? But all I heard was my head coach and Dario's big fucking mouth just saying the same thing. 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Three, two, okay? I'm in a funky clinch, and he's saying, Bruno, 3-2. A 3-2 okay. is a left hook right hand, by the way. That's it all it is, okay? The guy is holding me. He's saying, Bruno, 3 2. I'm like, and, and I stare at him. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, asshole? He's yeah. tying me up. Whatever. But whatever. It's just whatever. So distance is okay. I don't care. Win's a win. It was a good fight, man. I enjoyed the fight. Uh, I, was a, I was a little disappointed you didn't eat the canvas because, you know. You know what? I was too. I was too, but fuck, man. Just, just like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still employed. I have to work and I have to fight still, and I just fucking hate it. Like I'm waiting to be fucking chinned, just so I have an excuse to say, "Hey, I suck. I gotta fucking quit." You know, that's about it. I think as a winner, he still sucks, but regardless. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about your training a little bit, because you have been in the gym. You've been skipping out on pro sparring, and you've been going and knocking out these amateur guys. What the fuck's up with that? <clears throat> Okay, so there's a confusion there. Okay, so there is a confusion. All right, I left my boxing gear in a different car. Okay, my girlfriend took the other car, and I was left with the other one, which is okay because I like the other car, whatever. But I forgot my mouthpiece and the other car, my boxing boots, and my fucking cup and my headgear and everything. So basically, everything. Okay. So because you act like an amateur, you thought you'd spar with the amateurs. I that makes sense. That makes well, sense. I know that there's a few pros that work in the daytime and they train in the afternoon. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go in the, in the afternoon or whatever. And it was just, you know, just amateurs. But, you know, they have like 20, 30 fights. So experience, whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'll spar with them. So I got a new guy each round for six rounds. Okay. First guy looked like, uh, what's, what's the Lucky Charm guy on the cereal box? Lucky. Lucky? Okay. Looked like Lucky. Okay. Irishman, red hair, dressed in green fucking pants, okay? I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay? I hit him with the check hook one, okay? He fucking does the Zab um, Judah. Zab Judah went all the top. Twice, okay, twice. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Then I get a guy who I can't tell if he's Arab or mixed, okay? So I didn't know. But he elbowed me in the fucking spine. When, when I got close, I have no clue why, because he was so scared. So I just said, okay, whatever. And then I just, like, fake. I stepped back and hit him with, with, with the one-two. And he fucking dropped like he got shot. And I got scared, okay? Now, I got scared a bit. And his eyes were everywhere. And he was, like, you know, cockeyed. He was like, good shot, man. And I'm like, oh, okay, asshole. Then I just get, then everybody else was just fucking scared. And they backed up the whole time. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just an asshole. And I do say that the next day, Jesse Thompson comes up to me. He's like, bro, I don't know what the fuck your brother's problem is, but he was out to knock everybody out last night. And all like, oh, I'm like, well, maybe he skipped pro sparring on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bruno, I'm so fucking proud of you right now. <laughs> Stop. Do not encourage this man. <laughs> I'm a kid. So, well, kid. so I'm happy about it. Teenager. Teenager, yeah. So one was a teen teenager, which is good. That that felt great to beat up on like the youth because I'm I don't like the generation that's below me. So why not? 
Okay, both of you guys are from fucking Florida. You guys live there. Dario, you dropped a... Ah, oh, fuck, I unplugged my fucking headphones again. Yo, what Cuff the fuck, Tanner? Yo! It's Luke's fault. This, no, but this, Luke, has, this I, is my fault. I, I, I got it. a string, and I pull it. Okay, so you, got, you dropped the beauty of a video today of this gigantic gut on a man that was playing with a crocodile. Like, is this a normal fucking thing? Listen, I will say it. When you're in Florida, for the you know, Canadians visit Florida all the time and they think it's all the same. When you're in coastal Florida, you are okay, a okay. But as soon as you go inland, we're talking Deland, Florida. We're talking uh, uh, what's it called, LaBelle, Florida. Mm. The only inland cities you want to go to are Orlando and Tampa because they got all the fucking parks, which you're not even allowed to go to anyway, Tanner. But that's besides the point. Correct. Inland Florida. <laughs> Are full of swamp people. I have told you guys this before. They have domest yeah, yeah. successfully domesticated the giant duck lizards, okay? AKA the alligators. They have successfully domesticated these fucking dinosaurs and they can do whatever they want with them. Remember that video I shared last week when these kids are sweet tree swinging into the water in alligator infested waters? I mean, these inland Floridians don't care. They have no teeth and they, they those are the real sibling fuckers, man. They don't fuck around. These guys are geniuses in their own ways. They domesticate anything they want. Anything they want. Hey, But I, as far as the guy with the gut, it was a gender reveal is what Tanner's talking about. This guy had a gender reveal and he was petting this little alligator, opening the mouth from the jaw up because apparently, you know, it's a little bit safer that way. To go crush a watermelon to reveal the gender's, uh, you know, the, the, the baby's gender. So his son slash nephew, uh, whatever, is going to be born and whatever. It's a boy. So, I mean, but... That's how it is in Florida. We do not fuck with the inland Floridians. Those guys are the people the cops do not fuck with either, okay? I've talked to several police officers. They'd rather go to MLK. They'd rather go to the ghetto and deal with the brothers over there instead of deal with the rednecks inland Florida. Because, you know, the thing is, if you start chasing them and do, like, you know, car chases and then put chases with them in their home turf, they have booby traps. They put piano wires on the fucking clothes hangers and everything, and they know exactly when these fucking people are crazy. They put bear traps on Nobody fucks with them. You got a little situation going on in like uh, what's that place called? MLK. No, not MLK. With the where the rednecks live, Suncoast. Suncoast. Oh you go yeah. To, we have a community called Suncoast. You don't fucking go in Suncoast, okay? Unless you want to go get your fucking head cut clean off with the fucking uh, piano wire, okay? I'm telling you, these are true stories. Don't fuck with the rednecks because those little guys—they're like 90 pounds and they'll fight anybody. Also, they don't care. Wow, I really uh, like to go there actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out now. Next time I'm down there, just to, just to find out how crazy it is. I could imagine Luke would be suited up like in those pictures where he does the pose. He'd have the fucking high socks and everything, and fit <laughs> in in a sweet loafer. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm here for the party." <laughs> oh. After having intercourse, of course. <laughs> Luke would be farting shoes. like a suppressed machine gun when he came home from that place. Guaranteed. Uh. <laughs> I got this digestive enzymes that's been helping lately. <laughs> hey, listen, whatever I'm saying is just a joke. Whatever Tanner's saying, he's a fucking jerk. For right now. <laughs> All right, we'll cut it out. Don't worry about it. All right, Bruno, I did add you and your girlfriend into a meme this week about the Super, Super Mario Dario Minute. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Was she pissed? She just said, what the fuck is this? And I said, babe. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know what? This girl, Sarah, that you made the meme when she was on my shoulders, uh, and, and you guys put Caldwell's uh, 
you know, uh, Caldwell's face on it. She's like, how the fuck did these people get it? Because, you know, I, I don't have her on Facebook. She, that picture was only put on Facebook. Man, another thing we, 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 we have to really, re, uh, you know, uh, talk about was that uh, Braidwood's distrust for me because of Caldwell and Luke and basically everything was blamed on Bruno. I mean, it was mean city all fucking week. It was Why probably Caldwell like, and me. I didn't have anything to fucking do with that. No, bro, you had something to do with it. There's always a oh, you mean I? <laughs> no one would ever, no one would ever expect that you would do it to your own show. It's the whole. <laughs> this this was the nice fact. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It was a great week. It was fantastic. It was, it Even was gonna be better. When, uh, Ryan Ford puts his fucking two cents in about uh, the great end. We the nation has officially been fucking taken over. It's over. It's fucking real deal nation now. Yeah, Edwin, I'm going to fucking tell you again right now. When I see you, I'm slapping you directly in the fucking mouth. <laughs> man, it's going to get messy, dude. Ugh, what a what a fucking city we live in. What a fuck- Canada's great, man. We love being here. No, it's what's no- that? Well, I guess you find out from Ryan, I guess, when what, what's happened to this guy. But, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fucking unreal. Well, Dario, song of the week, what is it? Alberto, uh, do you want to help with song of the week? But it's got to be hit, man. We can't just give him bullshit. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me think. I don't know. Should we? You go first. Should we? I don't. What, you can't. You, do you want to rival it? Okay, maybe we'll have two songs a week. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling pocket full of sunshine. Okay. This week, I'm not sure. It might change, but it, we are on air, so maybe I have to. I might have to do it. Maybe pocket full like, of sunshine. Feel like feel like we should have a um um uh, a a poll between the between the uh, brothers here, Tanner, for this week. Hey, uh, we that's what we this. should do. Luke, you know Bruno will lose for fine. sure, but you know, pick a good song, Bruno. But you probably won't win anyway. Okay, I lied. Let's do "Burn" by Ellie Golding on my part. Burn. Yes. Okay. Bruno, Bruno you're up. Fuck! Oh my god, this is tough. Um, the theme song for Fortnite. No, not the theme song. <laughs> the theme song for Fortnite. No, that, that's my song. Got a problem with it? No, no. no. Okay, we don't got. It okay, that's that's my choice. Okay, and I do have another dedication to Steve Bossy. It's by the illustrious Marvin Gaye. Let's get oh. it on. Yes! Uh, yeah. Man! That's actually good. That's actually good. <laughs> really, Bruno, the theme song from Fortnite? How the fuck am I supposed to download that? How the fuck are we supposed to do that? I'm good. I'm good with Ellie Goldingburn, man, on my part. Bruno, what was your walkout song? Uh, it was, well, the DJ, he, he fucked it up. And he gave me some um, bachata. No, he gave you Eminem, bro. Was it Eminem? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Great. I mean, uh, Tanner, we're gonna have to cut off my uh, my suggestion for Ellie Golding. I am. I cannot disclose it, but I'm going to LA possibly next week, so it's gonna be going back to Cali by Notorious B.I.G. So scratch off Ellie. Cali. I know. I know you guys are gonna vibe with that. If I gotta choose the coast, I got to choose the east. I live out there, so don't go there. It's gonna be fucking lit. Song of the week, I'm telling you, it's gonna be for me. If you guys are doing a poll, no chances. I, it's gonna be going back to Cali. Bruno, you can't use Fortnite. That's fucking. Can't use okay. Fortnite, um, you have to go down your Bruno, music list. Who then, is man. the shittiest? He just wants to kill our vibe, artist. though, Tanner. You can't fucking do this. Hey, he's here. You brought him. Yeah, can't know. be any worse than my pick lot the other week. I Bro, mean, seriously. Yeah. So, Eminem, what was it? River? Yeah, yeah. That was that was terrible. Man. It's a river of shit. Right. That's what it was. I'm a boring a... librarian. What do you expect? Like a very like a, a Frank. Hey, 
Tanner, well, well, we wait another 20 minutes for Bruno to fucking pick a song. Um, what's up with that guy that we don't like in Edmonton these days lately? Like, it feels like I'm not blocked, but I am because now I can't read any of the funny comments. It just shows up like blank. Listen, okay, have you you guys have watched the movies like the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, um, of course. I go to Harry Potter four times a year. That's not a joke either. So, like, you know, the the name Voldemort is the name that which you don't say. This is that fucking guy. Yeah. Are we gonna cut it off? <laughs> you guys are gonna cut me off. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, he got well. He got in trouble and he was quiet for a while. But as you know, Luke, like. He always comes back and then just goes crazy again. So I've been on there. I've trying to been. I kind of been stifling it a little bit, making fun of him, and then posting like stuff on Instagram on my story with rude songs and like he should keep his mouth shut. So. Yeah. What I'm saying is I'm looking at it, trying to click on the the 43 comment thread, and it just goes ble- like it's been like deleted. But well, I can see the new comments. Well, let's be honest here, Luke. Like, there's a reason why you get blocked, and it's because nobody likes you. I I have those days too. I'm not gonna fuck. Okay. Bruno, do you have a fucking song yet? Yes, yes. Come correct. Okay. okay. Come correct by Gifted Gab. All right. I think that's a shot at you, Luke, and uh, Adam Braidwood. Is that he wants you guys to come correct? When you that's talk not to a him, shot, though. fuck Bruno. Come correct. That's not a shot. But I thought it was like, come like, like, ah, oh, like that. That's what I Luke, thought it was. What's the fuck? Tanner, 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 get us the fuck out of here. Let's go. Close the show right now. We're not going to, we're going to fucking end it that way. We're not going to, we're not going to, let's go, Tanner. Help it out. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Luke's been, <laughs> Luke's been kicked <laughs> off. We, <laughs> we kicked Luke off. That was fucking disgusting. No, no, no. Tanner is a little bit. Luke is just. Luke's the awkward one. Okay? Luke's the awkward one. Luke all is right, the awkward right. one. Tanner's kind of the backbone of the whole. Thing, all, right? all right. We got a fight coming up this weekend. Adam Braidwood versus Jesus Paez. Bruno, who's your pick? Jesus. Fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Where is this I man? thought we got rid of him. What are you doing? I fucking heard you, slimy fucks. <laughs> He's so quiet. Woo! He's so quiet. I, I, I thought he was gone. Oh, ah, there he is. Uh. <laughs> All right, Dario, your pick. Uh, of course, man, the boogeyman. It's going to haunt his dreams. The guy's going to be thinking about him. I know on fight week already, he's already thinking of the boogeyman. It's already being haunted. It's going to be, you know what? It's going to be a fourth round KO. Going to sleep. No stoppage, no referee. The guy's going to Betty Bye. Luke, your pick. Well, obviously the boogeyman. Right. Um, yeah, I'm down with uh, I'm down with a uh, probably a f- fourth or fifth. I just I feel like I feel like Rich is gonna be like, hey, you know what? If you got him in trouble, you need to not finish him. We need to we need to take your fights to some later rounds, just in case Simon can take all the punishment you give him. So that that that's my that's my thought. I got the boogeyman in two, and then he reaches out into the crowd and, grab, and grabs Bruno by the fucking neck. Snatches <laughs> <laughs> Bruno by the collar and makes him a prop. And that's the super duper Dario, man. Dario, get us the fuck out of here.
It's Super Duper Dario with fucking Luigi Berdicia, man. We are out of here. This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice Life podcast. Today, we've got a multiple-time returning guest. He is a champion. He is one of the best boxers on the planet in his weight division is Steve the Dragon Claggett. What's up, Steve? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for making no the time. Let's uh, let's talk about let's get this fucking awkward conversation out of the way first. Yeah. Let's let's talk about your fight. Well, I fucked up. <laughs> like I screwed up in all preparation for the fight. And I wasn't able to execute on fight night. And I lost a close decision. And I mean, it was a pretty badass fight. We were like at the House of Blues in Boston and on St. Patrick's Day. Like it was rowdy. And it was it was good. Like I like to scrap like that. Um, but I didn't get the decision, so I'm pissed off. Such is a fighter's life, right? This is kind of the way that it is. And I just I knew certain things were going on when I was getting ready for the fight. My mind wasn't in it. And it's like you can try and push through, but sometimes it's just a tricky one. So I got dealt a tough hand, and I went with it. I mean, I still fought my ass off, but just didn't get it done. Didn't execute right. Such is life. You know what I really like about you, though, Steve, is that a lot of people, when they turn to social media, it's all – some people are just – fucking doom and gloom people and all they do is bitch on social media but then a lot of people right they're all sunshine and rainbows posting about good stuff but they're they're not authentic because they never share the the bad shit you know especially with sports you know they're always about like everything that's good um the up-and-coming people right i mean i don't consider you somebody up and coming but you know you're still building your name and that kind of stuff but you you you're as honest as they come man i mean you're not afraid to put a video out there where you're you're in tears and you're letting people know what's up and it's just pouring your heart out i really respect that a lot man it's cool it lets everybody know that when they're having a bad day it's it's shit's okay yeah and i mean i got more shit for that video than, any, than anything that i said about the fight and it's just like you don't it's a tricky balance because you can't it's not the place for certain emotions so but i don't really care because this is how i am I, I told myself, like, at this point, I'm like, fuck it. I might as well just go all out and let everything go and be honest. And if people don't like it, don't fucking watch. Don't look at my shit then. If you think that it makes me go down, like, my value go down, then why the fuck are you watching? And it's just, like, I know what I'm standing for now, and I'll just express it all and whatever. It is what it is. What it is. I was choked. I was, like, to the brink of something drastic because this is all that I have is boxing and I knew shit was wrong all the way up leading into the fight and I just tried to push it anyways and it just whatever that's the way that it is but because of that when your entire reality is focused on one thing boxing for myself when you lose and shit goes wrong because inevitably that kind of stuff happens and 
as sweet as it is to want to be undefeated, everybody's undefeated, it is just as much uh, bitter, like souring the sport as it is helping. It works for this guy. It doesn't mean it works for everybody. Like, And so I kind of come to a realization, okay, I'm never going to be a, an undefeated fighter. Okay, I'm going to still do it. Like, Who says that I can't? Who says I can't? If I have losses, who says that you can't be a world champion anyways? Like, You can just keep doing it. And I find a lot of fighters fall off because they lost their O and now they're self-defeatist and they go against themselves and they, they dwindle off and spiral out of control and then it's done. Now I have that side of me as well. But guess what? I have another side that says, fuck that. I'm not going to throw all the shit away. I will come back. I just need a couple fights. I just need to beat somebody's on top and I'm back in there. So I don't know. Address, have your sad days. Reset. Come back stronger. That's the final answer. That's all I can do, right? Well, I did watch the fight, and here's what I took from the fight. The first round, you looked fucking sensational. I know, and I didn't know that in the fight. Like, we had a miscommunication, and it was, it was like, shit. Because after the first round, I was like, okay, that wasn't good. I got to reset. Like, I totally, like, and then I watched the fight the other day, and I was like, why didn't I just keep doing what I was doing? I, I literally thought... That I had a terrible first round and I reset and tried some different shit, but I should have just stuck to that. That might have been the greatest first round you've ever put together. Right? It was great. And then the second round, like you you still look good in the second round, but it seemed like you slowed your pace down a little bit. And then yeah. the other the other fellow started picking things apart. And then right. and then you fell back into old Steve where you might be too fucking tough for your own good. And uh, that's yeah, <laughs> and you're willing to take shots to give one, but like I give a lot of credit to guys that go out there and actually try to push the pace and be aggressive and make it a fist fight. Right, yeah. and I, I, like maybe that's why I'm stuck like that. When I was a young kid, all I did was fist fight. <laughs> that's like my that was what I was up to, and now I have this. Whenever I'm fighting, it's like if there's like five seconds of no action i'm like what's going on like i get this i need more patience in the ring and it's funny to realize that at like 32 professional fights but i'm to be honest i'm just like learning as i go i didn't have a huge amateur career i'm going through it right now so i mean that was something it's like too tough for your own good don't walk into these punches move your head get out of the way uh, how old are you again steve 28 yeah, man, you're still Lots young. You're still young. Lots of time. Um, the cool thing is, is that yeah, at the at the at the height at the area you're at of your career, I don't believe it's still the height of your career. I still think you got you got way more to go. Like I know it's in you, um, but you're still learning, right? It's a difference if you're 28, 30, 35, and you're like, yeah, you're you ain't growing anymore. You're not expanding, and then it's like everybody else is catching up, and you're gonna get past. But you're still growing. You're still learning. I mean, you've got tons of untapped potential still left that you're gonna be able to continue to expose. And that that thing that you got that that sheer grit and toughness that you can, yeah, you're like motherfucker, I'll I'll fight you. You know, you can still add that in and then box a mother, and and you know, you can still take right. it when when the time comes, right? Right. I mean, if you don't, who are we if we don't develop and, you know, up our game? Because, well, I'll tell you guys, here's something that nobody knows about me. I had 29 amateur fights. <laughs> and no, I've, I've never really known. And my dad told me the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, 
So I have more professional fights than I had amateur fights. I'm learning as I go. I didn't have the extensive amateur career. And it's like, by the end of all of this, I'm going to be like 70 and 7. <laughs> like, I want to just, I just want to improve. I just want to step my game up. And it's like, you have to. I'm, if I was going to quit boxing, I would have quit boxing a long time ago. So I'm in it for the long haul. And yeah, I feel like I'm improving every every day. Even right now, when I'm going through all this shit, I'm working on other stuff. I'm building foundation. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing things that are, you know, fill the fill the gaps when you can't do exercise your favorite skill. You got to work on other shit. I mean, so, always improve. So so that fight round one was great. Two, three, four, five, six went by. They were very competitive, and you were kind of in that Steve Clegg and I'm going to go in there and beat your ass zone. And then round seven came, and you dropped him on his ass. Oh, right. that was a nice shot. Well, okay, so the mid-rounds, mid I fall back into old habits. I'm walking in, I'm taking punches, and I'm just trying to push the pace. But he's racking up points. Yeah. Now, like, he wasn't doing serious damage. But I'm not doing myself a favor by walking in like that. So there's the old habits. Once again, we got to break them. And then the seventh round, that was a punch. Double up the right hand. This is something that I worked on for the quick camp that I had and build the habit. But I didn't use it. I only used it like once or twice in the whole fight. I don't know why you know, I have that weapon. But throw the right hand, step in with the lead foot, and open up the right hook. And being that he's a southpaw and he leans back into his left leg... He's going to lean back and pull his head out of range, and you step forwards, open the hook, open the shoulder, so you cover real fight distance, and you connect. Now, I threw it kind of choppy where I snapped it back. Really, what I should have done is rotated in my torso, and I would have put a lot more on it, and I could have knocked him out with that one. But, I mean, it was just clean on the chin, distract him, make him pay. And then he got up, though, and he was good. You know, he came back. He, he was wobbly for, like, a minute, and... I kind of was like over. I, I was like watching. It, I was like stupid. Man. Don't don't rush in like that. And I knew that I shouldn't, but um, I had him hurt, so I was gunning for him. And then I landed a couple big shots. Like he was, I still did damage, and I still I didn't tire myself out. Like I think I won the last couple rounds as well. Um, yes. But I mean, got to work on the finishing game, I guess. Well, I'll tell you, just from a, a person that watched the fight, it was one of the most exciting fights that I've probably watched this year. It was technical. Um, if you, if any of you guys haven't watched the Steve Claggett fight, do yourself a favor and go on YouTube and actually sit down and watch one of his fights because there's no stopping, there's no give up, and it, like the the biggest thing I took from that fight is you didn't get discouraged at all, right? You kept going forward, you kept pushing the pace, and you kept trying to finish the fight. Now, you did mention earlier that there's these guys with these O's that they protect it. Right. I think that's a terrible idea because a guy doesn't know what he can really do until he loses. Right. You, you, you don't know what you can come back from until you've taken a loss. That's when champions become great champions. Right. Well, it, Ability to bounce back, uh, metaphor for life, because it ain't easy, man. None of nothing in boxing is easy. It's all difficult. If you're, if you're, if the game was supposed to be where you can't lose, then everybody retire after one loss. You might as well quit because it's over then. 
but that's mm -hmm. fucking stupid because the problem is that guys, if you avoid the best fighters so that you keep your O, you're doing it backwards. Yeah. If you beat the best fighters and maybe you lose some, you win some, but you, you at the end you end up with the title, you are actually the best fighter. Because you went through it. You went through the ups and the, the downs. You didn't avoid the best guys. You tested yourself against the best guys. Yeah, managing and, and matchmaking comes into consideration because we have to think about ourselves. Yeah. But as a fighter, you should challenge top guy or somebody at your exact level because you got to see what you're made of. Man, all the biggest, best guys that we all love watching, heavyweights all the way down to flyweights, they all got losses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, only all Floyd, of them. Floyd you know? didn't have the loss. <laughs> well, exactly, but nobody really liked to watch Floyd. He's boring to watch. Uh, yeah, I mean, <sighs> he... But the, a trend started, I think, because he came up, he was undefeated, and his whole thing was, I'm undefeated, and he made the money, and he had this, like, big fame and everything. Everybody saw that side, immediately attach it to that. Like, okay, we need this perfect little O over here. Um, or else we won't be able to be Floyd. But yeah, but the thing that and the thing that people don't get same thing with Connor, right? Everybody wants to do what Connor does because he's got you know Connor money and all this stuff, and so people are trying to duplicate it. But at the end of the day, those two guys just did Floyd did Floyd and Connor did Connor, and yeah, Steve's yeah. doing Steve, Tanner's doing Tanner, Luke's doing Librarian stuff, and yeah. so it's good, like. You know, if you're being yourself, man, then then you're going to go far. It's when you're faking shit and you're trying to be something you're not. I mean, it's like you said, you can't be Steve, the undefeated fighter. So you're going to be Steve, the fighter that bounces back and overcomes these these hard losses and shows the world what you can do with a with a with a couple L's. And in the end, ends up on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's that's what I mean. It ain't a short it ain't a short goal. It's a long term thing. And I mean. Yeah, exactly right. And it's like every you gotta be your own legacy. You can't be an imposter legacy. What is that? You might as well just read the book, read the script then, because you have to have your own. And I don't like preach and you know, whatever. You guys know how I am. But if you don't have your own expression, you will never be remembered for shit other than an imposter of this guy. And like. That's the other thing. If you're copycatting, then some other guys who see you later in life who come up under you will never get to see your true expression. They're like, oh, they wouldn't be able to re relate. And now you're taking away from the future generation uh, potential inspiration. So, so you, you you mentioned books there. What what books? What book did you read this last week to help you through shit? I know you're still going through it. So what 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 are you reading? Seven Spiritual Laws. Um, Ooh. Deepak Chopra. Yeah, Chopra. I knew, I knew that. Yeah. There's the there's the book of the week. We got songs of the week, and now we got the book <laughs> of the week. Seven Spiritual Laws. And, and I mean that's kind of a spacey one on its own. It's just kind of mindset, empowerment, self empowerment. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's an internal job. It's not an external job. Whatever the case is, right? But it's so hard. Here's something that I learned on this trip. <laughs> it's like, I know what I'm going through. And it's like, I'm trying to prevent all these outside 
you know, people telling me this, everyone to do this, do that. There's all this outside energy. So all I have to manage is my own inside energy because then I can handle the outside stuff. But as soon as I start letting these guys talking to me or somebody else's opinion or whatever, as soon as it starts to mess with your head, you go off track. And that's not the mind state that you have to be in to win fights. Like, why didn't I win this fight? Because I wasn't focused on just pushing through in the actual fight and digging down, have to go through the adversity. I was more concerned and like, I knew I was going through this, but it's like really hard to register when you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know I'm really concerned about, um, you know, how, where my flight is, how the, this is late. This is too much. This needs to be done. I got to do these medicals. I have to do this. I got shit going on in my house. Like just these random things, but they're all outside. Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's why meditation, that's why all, uh, any sort of, um, self-reflection is so important because you forget about the outside, work on the inside. And then all of a sudden, if you're strong on the inside, you go to the fight, somebody yells at you from the outside, you don't even recognize it because you're too focused on yourself and what you have to do. Boxing, you have to be selfish. At some point, you have to be all about yourself because you're the one who's got your back. You're the only one who's going to cover your own ass and you have to remember that going into the fight. So another lesson for Steve that he went through with this fight, uh, self-induced but uh, duly noted because now I'm learning shit because of it. It's like that every, everywhere in life, though, right? I mean, you, you got to be selfish at some point if you want to take yourself to the next level of greatness, regardless of sport or business or whatever else, right? I mean, and, and when you talk about being like internal, like, and I always think about like blocking all this stuff out, but it's like more people focus on 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 output than they do on input. You know, like we always talk about surround yourself with positive people and do this. So if you're always having the the good stuff around you and you're not actually focusing on how to necessarily manage the bad shit and, and not process it then when it gets blasted at you you're not used to processing it and throwing it away you, you start taking it on right so you have to focus on input at some point selfishly so you right. focus on it and then just get rid of that shit and i was bad for that for years man i would just everything's positive and rah 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 but then i'd have some sh bad shit happen i didn't know how to deal with well, it it would fucking cripple me <laughs> You know, yeah. and I was like, I just got to stay away from this person. But that wasn't what it was. It was like, I just got to learn to manage this shit differently. Yeah, you have to have. That's why you need like you need your bad side because your bad side says, fuck you. Get out of my face. Don't like try me with any of this. And you push it aside. It's like there's always a battle. You got good side, mm -hmm. bad side. You need both. Yes. Yeah. I 100 percent agree with that. Like a lot of situations in life. You need the bad side. I would say like 60% of situations that I'm put in in life, I, I use my bad side because that's the one that actually makes the proper judgment call. Right. It's logical and stern. And in a confrontational business, which we find ourselves in, yes, this is required because ain't nobody got your back but yourself and your team. And I mean, your fans love you and everything, but they're not always there when shit goes down. So you have to be able to handle your own. And in the ring... Mm -hmm there you this guy and a referee who may or may not be on your side well yeah. luke, luke knows me pretty well i don't like to fuck around like if there's something going on in my life and it pisses me off i'm dealing with it right now right there's not five minutes from now there's not two minutes from now it's right now we're dealing with it and if you don't want to deal with it i'm going to make you deal with it 
Right. Procrastination is lets negative shit build, build, build. Well, I Kill make <laughs> I make really bad decisions if I let things fester. So, mm-hmm. like, it was like, let's say Luke called me an asshole and it bugged me, and I didn't call him on the phone and say, "Luke, you're a piece of shit." But I let it go for three weeks, and the next time I see him, I crack him in the mouth. That's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a, that's a bad decision, right? Like, it's it's not a good decision because he's my friend. But like, right. I did like if somebody if something happens, I deal with it now. Now in your situation, you are you dealing with it in the present time, but right. as it's continuing to go. Yeah. yeah, it's not something that's going to go away today, tomorrow, maybe not even next week, maybe not even next month. You're going to remember it. Right. Well, it's on there forever, but yeah. you have no choice. You can either. Like that was like last week. I was depressed, man. I was so depressed. I was like, I was thinking drastic. I don't even want to go down that road. But I'm a bit of an extreme personality. And what I discovered at one point, I was like, okay, I can either sit here and die like this, like just keep getting worse and worse and worse, or I can move forwards, do some good shit. Guess what? I'll start to build momentum and I'll start to snowball into some good stuff and quit worrying about this bad stuff back here. The only way to go is to continue forwards. So I came up with a game plan. I started training. I started fucking writing and reading and making random plans that don't have to do with boxing. And then I started all of a sudden had this big hunger in my mind. It's like, let's box. <laughs> it's been like a couple of days and I can't stay away. So now I'm back. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And then you went down and did a promotional video on Thursday instead of doing the show, which totally makes sense. And that was an awesome (laughs) video, by the way. (laughs) That was awesome, man. In there, fucking Steve. One minute he's like, I don't know, man. I might be done with boxing. He's got this, you know, (laughs) terrible video that just made me want to cry. And I've been there, and and I'm like, what the fuck? And then next thing you know. Steve's going super cyan on 45 punching bags, beating the shit out of everything. And I'm like, ah, Steve's back. He's good. Yeah, he's We're fine. good. He's and fine. Then I, and then I guess uh, I, I judged the white-collar boxing that night. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love boxing. This is just it, ups and downs. I'm an extreme. I'm either – I remember Mike Tyson said it one time. And he's like, I'm either at the bottom of the ocean or the top of the mountain. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's like, – I know a lot of fighters like that. I just know a lot of fighters with that same kind of mentality. And I have a little bit of that. So, I mean, they're all the way down or all the way up. And then whatever, like, who cares? If people, like, this is how I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) And so when I'm good, I'm really good. When I'm bad, I'm really bad. But I stay up most of the time. Yeah. Well, let's just say the cool thing with the bad days, though, and then the bottom, the depths of the ocean, you know, whatever way you want to, you know, the valley – you find out who your real friends are real quick. Yeah. You, you know who's there, right? It's like everybody's there when you're winning. You know, ain't nobody there when you're losing. But the ones that are there when you're losing, you're like, yeah, those motherfuckers mean mean business. Yeah. Like those are the ones that I want to keep close. You know what I mean? And 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 then when when things are good, it's like, okay, well, you know, sure, you know, yeah. okay, fine. It's like yeah, the same I, two people I, message me on yeah. bad days as as they do on good days. I know who they are. Yeah, you know. exactly. And you know what? I, I got lucky. Well, I am lucky right now, currently, because I realize how many people still hit me up. Like, when I was younger, I remember having that, and I lost a fight, and then, like, everyone 
<laughs> gifts. Everybody was like gone, and I was like, "What? I didn't know that." Like I thought, you know, obviously I still had a couple and like really close people, but this time I had more people reach out to me than like ever. And people were like, "Hey, I'm going through this. Like, let's get through it." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like that's what humanity is about." When other people are going through shit, help like you can help other people by you can move move far as a troop if you can you know. So I had a lot of people message me, and I was like, "Wow, I'm more than just a fighter." Like at some point, you recognize yourself as only one thing if this is your whole life based on it. And I was like, "Well, yeah, like these guys are all reaching out to me. Like that made me feel good." So once again, put it in the positive makes me want to like I'll remember, I'll remember that, and I'll I'll give back. When the time is right, I'm ready for it. And that was like, so thank you to everyone, by the way. Anybody who's listening, message me. I really needed that. Well, here's a little food for for you then. I know a lot of people wanted to watch your fight. Because I was a fucking idiot and I blasted out online that I was going to live stream your fight. And then CBS got a hold of that, who owns the Super Channel. No way. And threatened to sue me. And then <laughs> your promoter got a hold of me. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. I was like, fuck sakes. So I, I had hundreds of messages of people wanting to watch your fight. Really? That didn't get to watch it. But I did kind of like round by round live Facebook right. on, on the thing. And there was a lot of people that chimed in on it. So they, there, there was a lot of people that were disappointed that they didn't get to see the fight. Right. Well, I mean, that's all like... Isn't that crazy to think, well, for myself, I guess, isn't it crazy to think that so many people want to watch me do what I do? It's like, that's cool. And then, and then it doesn't matter, but once again, back to this undefeated record, I guess at the end of the day, how I am as a fighter, just go in there and scrap and, you know, I have some boxing skill too, but I guess I'm a, I'm a banger by heart. So uh, if people love to watch that, I grew up watching Arturo Gotti and these kinds of guys, so. Maybe it was meant to be. So let's keep that train going and let's let's see what I can do. Let's see if I can get into I need a Mickey Ward. Well, Steve, like if we go back to the first round, that that wasn't necessarily quite a technical boxer and it wasn't necessarily a brawler. Right. It was the best of both worlds and you combined it into one round of 3 minutes and it right. was sensational. Right. It was great. Now, if you watch that first round over and over and over and over again, you're, you're going to see all the, like, I've probably watched because I, I did record the first couple rounds. And that, that first round was amazing. I, I, if that first round goes on for six more rounds, that guy doesn't make it out of the sixth. Right. Guaranteed. Uh, a shutting down the jab, go with the body shot on the short side against the southpaw, uh, stepping in with the short right hand. Kept turning left. I did like a lot of things that we were working on, and I didn't. I wish I. Well, no, I don't wish anything. I just now I learned. I'm gonna use exactly. All, all those things work, man. That's the answer. All those things work. Use them again. But if you take that first round with you for the rest of your career, right? That fight's not a loss. That's a learning right. experience. Exactly. So well, I'll, the loss is there, but who cares? I Oh, who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, when I'm seventy and seven, 
<laughs> we'll be we'll be sitting back and say, "Whoa, I learned a lot in those those fights all the way up." I did see the other day you put out that you want to fight quick again, like you want an eight week camp and you want yeah. to go to war with somebody that wants to go to war with you. Yeah, because that's the name of the game, and that's like whatever. I, I I'm ready to train. I'm ready to go right now. I just need to wait. I got stitches on my eye, so I guess I have to wait two more weeks or something like that until I can spar. But I'm already training. I'm not hurt. I, I heal incredibly fast for whatever reason, and I was good to go the next week. And I don't know. I just I want. I, I know I have my my promoter has a show in Vegas first week of July. I know that one's for sure. But I want one before. Because I don't like sitting where I'm sitting, so I want to move forwards. And, you know, anybody who has a fight at 140, give me a hardcore fight. Give me a guy who comes forward and wants to bang it out and brawl and let's have a good scrap. Like, I'm, I'm still Steve, top 30. You, you said first week of July. What's the date of July that we're going to Vegas? I believe it's the 7th. I'm Sweet, not, I don't have my kids that weekend. I'm going to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas, buddy. <laughs> let's go. You know, so yeah, you gotta let me know, man. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be traveling all over the place. Montreal in June, nice. Vegas in July. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hey. Kansas City in two weeks. Oh my. Traveling around, fighting around the world. Well, we do have a, a big fight coming up this weekend in the heavyweight division. It's Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker. Right. What's your pick? Uh, I got to go with Joshua. He's just got so much momentum right now, and he's he's a beast in the gym. Like, Parker's tough, and Parker has um, one punch. Like, I believe he's got some sneaky over-the-top over looping punches being a little bit shorter than Joshua, and he does have a chance to land one of those. And maybe break him down, but I just think Joshua's better boxer. I think he's got the range, he's got the dynamics, and heavyweight division this makes a big, big difference. And he's got the juice. Like people are watching him, he's got everybody behind him, and he trains his ass off. And I think he's gonna do it. I think Joshua by late round stoppage. That's my guess. Okay. And last weekend we had uh, there was a heavyweight fight for a WBC silver belt. Where Lucas Brown got taken out on a stretcher. Did you see that fight? Didn't see it. Oh, you're gonna have to look that up because I he got hit so hard and he didn't move. That's always scary. Terrifying. I like Lucas Brown too because he's a scary guy. He's huge. But okay, I saw it. I saw it. Oh, I know. I know which one it is. Never mind. I um. But I. I. You know what the problem I had with that is that Dylan White. Chopped him on the back of the head. That's who it was, Dylan White. Yes. And I mean, I Dylan White is like a rough dude. <laughs> like in the heat of the battle, that just happened. But that definitely did some damage as well as the follow-up punch because that cuff in the back of the head right before you get knocked out, you get that TV flash from behind the head, boom, and then all of a sudden, full left hook to the chin. That's a very disengaged neck. And that could lead to some bad problems. So hopefully he recovers because it's a tough, rough sport. But at the end of the day, we all people. Yep. And we have mm -hmm. a another heavyweight clash going on in Montreal, March or the 31st. So this Saturday with our Canadian guy, Adam the Boogeyman Braidwood. He's going to be taking on Jesus Paez from Mexico. Right. Well, and Is you only. 
I thought he was going to fight Keen, but Keen, that fight is later down the road, correct? So he June. will be fighting Keen in June. Adam will fight this month on right. the 31st, again, April 28th. And then we're all going to rally and head to Montreal in June. And uh, and we'll go to war with Simon Keen and his fans. He got the three-peat, three in a row? Nice. Nice. Shout out to Adam because that's like fighter's dream right there to get those back-to-back-to-back. He can rack up big momentum. Just stack those camps. Make sure to get your adequate rest right after each battle. Take care of your body for a couple days. And then gradually keep light and stay sharp. You can really, you can rack up three back-to-back. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. So he, he's, in, he's in tough this weekend with uh, with Paez. He's a good fighter. But I bet Adam probably takes him out in the second round. Right. Well, um, I don't know who he's fighting in June or uh, in April. But that'll right. be in Edmonton. And I'm not even going to give you a choice for a pick on it because we're all, obviously we know you're going to pick Adam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know what's good is he'll get a feel for the Montreal venue, and the he'll get a a run a run through. He'll get a practice run cut. Not a, not a practice run, but like regardless, he's gonna get a feel for the venue, the people, the scene. It's always good to go back to the you know. So, like it's always fun to explore new battle terrain, but when you go somewhere that you have so like familiar. Um, surroundings it always kind of calms the mind you can use it actually you could use both but yeah. i mean in this case let's use this one let's double up the triple up the victory yeah so he's already been to quebec once before where he beat uh, eric martel for the wbu heavyweight championship right so he, he's got a lot of fans in montreal which is amazing because obviously he's from victoria so <laughs> So he's he's walking into a, a territory where he probably will not get booed when he walks out. Right. So and I mean it's good. That's... I I like it. I I always like to see the Canadian guys active. So like when everybody when you said you were fighting I was like, "Oh shit, this is going to be a big one. Let's let's mm-hmm. rally around this, especially in Boston on St. Patrick's Day with the freaking yeah, yeah. Dropkick Murphys doing an acoustic set right before your fight. Yeah. And you're fighting an Irish kid. It was a, it was a rowdy like you just uh, I, I believe it was my coach told me and he's like you better just enjoy this and I was like how the fuck am I gonna enjoy this and he's like well because when you're my age you won't be able to feel it they're like you won't be able to see this youthful perspective that you have you won't ever have it again so fucking enjoy it yeah. and I was like yeah, that's right <laughs> and then I was like yeah like is that the House of Blues. There's like rowdy. It was the rowdiest, drunkest, crazy, raging party, and like people were like scrapping while we were scrapping. <laughs> and like there was just, I don't know. I go up in the dressing room, and there's like all these, like there's like the most famous rock stars ever. Like, these guys performed here. These guys are here, and this was their dressing room. And I was like, cool. I was like a lot of parties probably went down in this place where I'm sitting right now. And I mean. They pulled some promoter shit where they moved me around and like last minute they're like get out you get like 10 minutes before the fight i had to like go down into the, the medical room where the guys are coming in all the b-side guys who just got their asses whooped and then like getting like stitched up and like medicals and i'm trying to skip i literally have like 
four feet by four feet to skip and warm up for the fight. Like, you guys did this on purpose, but <laughs> that's the name of the game. If you can pull that, if you got the promoter on your back, they, that's kind of strategy. People do that. Always fair in war. Yeah. Well, um, when you walked yeah. out, like it was so loud when you were walking out. I couldn't tell if they were booing you or cheering you. Were they booing you? Yeah, I got a little bit of both, actually, which was really weird. I was like, cool. I, I don't know. I guess I was. I didn't talk shit going into the fight. I just kind of showed up ready for business. and I don't know. So I guess people didn't hate me. Here's a, <laughs> here's a question for a smart guy then like you. Um, do you feel that maybe if you did talk a little bit of shit that things could have went a little bit different if you had got into his head? Uh, no. Because at the spot that he was at, this guy's going all out right now. He, like, took off time from being a firefighter so that he could train for this fight. And, like, I don't know, you're allowed to do that, apparently. Huh. And then the, he has, like, a couple more. He's getting his last fights. He's an Olympian. Like, he's a good fighter. He's a good boxer, sharp boxer. And he just trained his ass off. And I think... Um, if you can catch a guy when he's a little bit mentally weak and he's unsure of himself, that's the kind of guy that you play with the mind. Or yeah. if he's, he's in like foreign territory, that's when you play with his mind. If he's got the whole team on his back. He's fighting in Boston. He's going all out for his last couple. He's fully prepared. That's not the kind of guy that you egg on because he'll use that and fire up and he'll fuel it up. And then, I mean, maybe it would work, but if it doesn't, I'm over here thinking, shit, I shouldn't have said that because that didn't work. <laughs> and I've, I've like, you know, you're your own best and worst companion and enemy because, like, you got to know how to handle it. Like, you have a game plan. What if it doesn't go like that? What if you say some shit to this guy and he's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> he just <laughs> flips it. Like, he just doesn't fade. And you're like, oh, okay. You kind of have to be, like, on the spot. And I just don't think that that was uh, the time to throw it out there. So I didn't. Well, everybody's everybody again, that, got a choice, right? Like, right. I say that comes back to being to being Steve, to being to being whoever you are, right? Like, I mean, if you're that guy that's always talking talking shit, then you're going to talk shit. You're not going to give a crap what the guy's going through, where he's at, what he's doing. It's going to be your thing, and you're going to find a way to get in his head. If you're not somebody that talks a lot of smack you're not going to do it or you are going to end up affecting your own head. Cause that's the biggest thing I heard when you said that it actually wasn't that guy. It was like, you start talking about how you're going to think how it's going to affect you yeah. and how, how if you lost that oh, I should have said that. So it's like, right. well, then you shouldn't have said it to begin with because you're bringing on the negative connotations that it would have, that it would have done. Right. Like come back to somebody like Connor who just talks shit all the time. Then he loses to Nate Diaz and he just, rolls with it he's a better man blah 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 just yeah. it, it was yeah. like water off a duck's back and he did not care and yeah, he didn't slow down because that's him yeah that's the only way to do it like you just kind of even like talk all that shit lose the fight all right i lost and keep going like he, he just doesn't even worry about it and so commendable like that's pretty badass to be able to do that and then like i even thought because like what, what was i when when i was building up to this fight I was like, oh, okay, if we get the chance, we have a little press conference, a little stare down. I might say a little something because I've been watching a lot of his training and keeping an eye on where he's been. And I know he went to Mayweather Gym. I know he went there. And I was like, if I get the chance. But we, we literally stared face-to-face -face for about five seconds, and then we were gone. We didn't have a single interaction. 
the entire time before the fight. So I didn't really get the chance to even, you know, gauge his mindset or anything. It was just in, out, done, whatever. Like, um, and I mean, when I fought Eves actually in Montreal, the first time we had like a press conference, and like we went up like face to face. And I was like, I'm not like a shit talker, but I was like, I have a friend who knows a couple things about you. And I was just thinking, because I do, like, I have a lot of guys who are on the amateur team with them. I can figure out lots about you. And that's like, oh, I didn't really say anything else. He's like, what do you mean? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then I didn't answer, and I just left it. And then later down the road, I believe he brought something up about it again. And then that's the kind of thing that, that that's more my style. Just say something, just to get him thinking. You know, yeah. and then if he doesn't care about it, neither do I. If he does, then perfect, it worked. And it's like that mindset game is always um, it's a good it's a good strategy if you can use it. And as long as you don't get too committed to it, where it backfires because you can't expect things out of it because you can't control the other guy. He might be in a totally different spot. I one time fought a guy from the Philippines who was half Japanese. The time that I fought him, it was during that big tsunami in Japan. You you never fight a man tougher than when he's got his whole family and country on his back and he's fighting for his life. And it was like this guy I put him down twice and he got up <laughs> like he he was just fighting all the way. Like he would fight to the death. And I could just feel it in the ring and I was like, God, you know, again, commendable. This is like part of being a warrior and this is how you go through it. And you face that kind of mentality and then you understand a little bit more about that kind of mentality. And when it comes time to use it can you bring it out of yourself? You understand it, right? So let's use it. And then different mindsets for different fights, different um, strategies against different mindsets. You put it all together and maybe you can create the perfect storm. That's a scary thing to stand across the ring from a guy, look him in the eye, and you, and you know in your heart that he's willing to die. Yeah, he's going all out. It's a, it's a, it's a commendable thing for guys that are willing to literally fight to the death for for that contest yeah and there's like there's so many little factors like yeah it, it matters where he's from but it's really about what his mind is going through at that time like some guys just like this is my last shot i'm gonna do everything they'll just go all out that night because just because and then there's some other guys they got life stuff going on friends had this uh you know whatever lost somebody or bouncing back from something and it's like Whatever your reason, you can use it, and if you channel it and target it, in this sport at least, you can use it to knock a motherfucker out because sometimes you need that. You know what, Steve? I'm looking in the background of your house right now, and I'm seeing something very interesting, and it's a lamp being used as a coat rack, which is amazing. Right, yeah, well, I'm actually, those things are only there because I'm selling them on some little rinky-dink app. Oh. And People come by my building, and I go sell them some old stuff. And <laughs> why not? I mean, okay. you know, it works. And then the, sometimes, like, I had people come by and buy boxing gloves off me. And I guess I don't know how private the profiles are, but the guy's like, he said something about my fight, and I was like, oh shit! <laughs> I just like gave him the gloves. I, I so. do notice on Facebook every once in a while you do sell boots. Like, are you just ordering these things and they're too small or they don't fit right? Is that what it is? Yeah. I The last, the last, the first time I ordered them, they're too small, so I sold them. The next time I ordered them, they were too small, so I gave them to a girl, the little girl at the gym, which, by the way, is like one of our next up-and-coming superstars. 
Just saying. And then I had another pair that I believe I... I don't know. I bought two because you don't, you can't try them on. So I bought two of you know this pair, that pair, and then I just figure I'll sell one of them because one of them's gonna fit, one of them's not. <laughs> that works. Right? That works. works. Like, do you have a specific boot that you like? Uh, now I like the Asics. They're actually wrestling shoes, but they're just they they have the grip. Asics makes great shoes. I had Asics running shoes that lasted me probably like. Four years when I was down in Las Vegas and I ran like hundreds of miles, literally hundreds of miles in the same pair of shoes. So I always liked the Asics shoes and I was like, actually Hakeem's like, he's like, I never had better shoes than my Asics wrestling shoes. And I was like, exactly what I was thinking. And like that day I went and ordered some because the boxing shoes, they're, they're all the same. There's like a couple really good ones, but they're all pretty much, it's like Hyper KOs. Now they got the Mayweather Reebok ones. Then they got like the rival ones and they're all kind of this there's like 12 boxing shoes there you go hyper chaos i love these they're I will, awesome i will not wear anything else other than these now they're you light they're light. they're light they have a good arch support right uh, you that can, was a big thing that i noticed and it's something with the bottom of them that actually helps you pivot it's their arch i think is that what it is is it the arch well, when I first bought them, I was wearing them for a couple of days. My foot was killing me, and I was like, "I don't have an arch. I got a flat foot." Yeah. But then, on like the next week, all of a sudden, I had this crazy hop, and I was like, "Maybe I do have an arch." Yeah. I, I felt very agile. Like my your your calves are engaged yeah. when your foot is propped up like that. So I think that gives you a little extra spring in your step. Um, should we advertise for the hyper KOs? Hey, if they're gonna give fast. me free shit, I'm in. Yeah, hyper chaos for life. <laughs> <laughs> I I like them. Like I do have flat feet too. So I was in the rivals before, and they're right. like a, like a skate shoe almost, like their sole, and they're comfortable, right? But then I felt my ankle started to hurt. Right. So I got the hyper chaos, and I, and you're right, my feet did hurt for the first couple of days. Right. Because you, you got you got to get used to it. Right. But, and then I mean, works. It works. What are you going to yeah. do? Right. Uh, except they're fucking like $300. I know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with boxing gear. If you want good boxing gear, it's such a like, <clears throat> like, like bougie sport. Like it's like, if you want the good tickets, they're fucking the most, like there's so much money. You want the good gloves that they're like 420 bucks. It's like, what the, like you get the winning gear, the grant gear, and it's just so expensive. And like, I understand, but if only there was a, a plug for some cheap boxing gear would be nice for pretty much everybody in the community. So if anyone has the connects, hook it up. It's, I'm yeah. gearing up here to buy some new gloves, and I'm only going to go winning gloves because I have punched out my rivals. And right. I go through them pretty quick. But I like Braidwood and Ford, they all use these winning the winning gloves. They're fucking expensive. They're like 450 bucks. Yeah, but, but they last forever. Yeah, they're they're real leather. Like they're they're not playing around. You got to break them in on the bag for like twenty five rounds. Is, uh, but if right. you're if you're cracking somebody in the head, they're not feeling your knuckles through. That's that's the biggest thing. I, I don't want to hurt training partners because then I can't punch them so, anymore. Right, that's a tricky thing that's too. Good. Fight in the fight, you want the puncher's gloves. In training, you want the pillow gloves. Yeah. Yep. So like, if I if I'm gonna fight, I'm going rival. Because right. those things are made to murder people. Yeah, 
I've worn the rival Guerreros in my last like four fights, and they have been awesome. And I like them because they're not too soft. They got a little bit of like like the medium firmness, and they just feel good. So I like those. Like I I have no fear throwing a one hundred percent punch at somebody's forehead with those ten ounce gloves on. Right. No fear. Other yeah. like I've put on Everlast ones. I won't. I won't do it. Well, Everlast has that one pair, which I remember famously Mayweather refused to let Maidana wear them. <laughs> they were the I can't remember what they are. They're some Protex or something like that. But I actually wore them once in one of my fights, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is not even a glove. They're so like they were brand new, but it feels like they've been worn in for years. Like yep. there's no padding on them at all." I was like, those are like, <laughs> those are pretty intense. Like back in the day, I went out and I spent three hundred and some odd dollars on these new fancy Everlast gloves. They're Protect Threes, right? So they had a lot of padding in on the top of the hand, a lot of padding in the front, but where you actually connect with people, like I cut people open with them, right? They were. Breaking. They're, they're fucking 16-ounce gloves. Like They're supposed to be pillows. But you're right. When I put my hands in them, it felt like somebody had worn them for 10 years already. So they're the perfect gloves for fights. Yeah. Not good for sparring. Not good for hitting people in the face that you don't want to hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you want to do All right, Steve. So what is the plan for the next six months? Um. Well, I need to reset a little bit mentally. So... Right now, I'm having fun and lifting weights <laughs> because I still like to do my fitness thing. And it's nice. You build work on your foundation, and probably in the long run, it will pay off. And then I'm going to get back into my – just get back into training. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to schedule two camps back-to-back, one that ends at the end of May and one that ends um, first week of July because I'm anticipating a fight – at the end of May, and I am pretty much guaranteed to fight first week of July in Las Vegas. Okay. So I will be prepared, and I'm just going to stick to boxing. I'm just going to focus on what I love to do, my sport, just kind of grind it out, and up my game, have fun, live life. Like, fuck, sometimes you got to realize you're not just a fighter. you got to have other things going on, too. So maybe some side projects, but I seem to find myself in the gym regardless, so I'll be there. Sweet. All right, well, we'll get you out of here, Steve. Don't hang up. We'll talk to you off air for a couple minutes. But uh, do you have any sponsors you want to share that helped you with the last fight or that continue to help you? Well, I want to thank MCA, Module Creative Agency. And these guys do all my videos. All those badass videos that you see, that's those guys. Those guys are always, um, you know, sticking right with me and creating some crazy film and footage. So thanks to those guys. All right, we'll catch you guys on Thursday, and I think we're having the heavyweight champion, the NCC Canadian heavyweight champion, Malad and Miljus on, so that'll be kind of fun. That guy's a fucking monster. All right, peace.